0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we live. We, live. we live.
1: It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Nada, we need to get him out of here really quickly so we can go get some work on his car done. It's on his clutch, and that reminded me, he just didn't want it. He wasn't going to make fun of me, and I'm surprised about it, but I actually can't drive a stick shift. If you had more energy, Nada, would you make fun of me, or no. is that something that's pretty understandable? No,
0: that's very understandable. If I'd be more surprised okay. if you did know how to drive a stick shift. Like, not many people know how to drive a stick shift anymore. They're getting away from stick shift cars. I need to do it because I am one of those people that needs something to focus on in the car at all times. Or else, bad things happen to myself and probably somebody else. So therefore, I do it. (laughs) I do it as a public service for everybody, for people like me that can't Mm -hmm. help but focus on one thing. So you know that that's it. That's basically it, right there. Well,
1: thank you. It's the second time in as many days I'm going to call you generous. You are a generous man, and we appreciate you for getting the stick shift and getting the clutch instead of being on your phone driving an automatic. One other thing I want to inform people on that we are going to be going to three days a week next week. So whether that be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whether we just try to get it all done in that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday form, not sure exactly how we're going to be releasing those episodes every single week, but instead of every day, no, we've taken a couple of days off here and there for some beach trips, some New York trips, whatever, whatever. Um, but this time we are going to be going th- three days a week, I believe for a month and a half. And yeah. then once the season picks back up, September, like maybe mid to late September, uh, we're going to be uh, coming back to you daily. Yeah, at so, that point, again, yeah.
0: Because at this point, like, there's only so much stuff. Like, we thank God for the, like, honestly, we thank the content gods for everything James Bragos has given us. We thank the content gods for everything that, Free agency and the draft is giving us and all that, and summer league to an extent, but some all this is coming to an end, and we need to be focused on the creative stuff that we are going to start doing during these uh, very very how how would I put this lean very very lean months of the off season. So we're going to be nice. We're going again. We're going to three days. We can't necessarily promise like. Most likely, what we're probably going to do is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that way you can at least have your three straight days of Hornets content, and then we will go and find something else. I, am, I, I, I don't necessarily, like, I, I'm looking forward to this because that way we get to sleep in and rest a little bit more, and that way Walker can w- focus on Panther stuff on Mondays <laughs> like I will because we both deal with sports in some other way. So, this will be nice. It'll be a nice little change for everybody.
1: They, it, the NBA season has been nonstop because yeah. of the pandemic and how condensed it's been. I mean, not, it has been insane if you think about the timeline, right? Yeah. The, the dra- two drafts happening. So, November was the LaMelo draft. Yeah. And then here we are. Just a little bit ago, I think late July, I guess, uh, having this 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 uh, last draft. I mean, it's crazy that all two champions in that time as well. Um, nuts, very nuts. Nice. But yep, we're here we're trying to get somewhat closer to a normal schedule, quote unquote. So again, three days a week. That'll be starting on Monday. Let's dive into the summer league game that the Charlotte Hornets played against the San Antonio Spurs. They lose one hundred six to one hundred five. Trey Jones did us dirty. He had an excellent game, 34 points for Trey Jones, 12 of 20 shooting only hit one three pointer, but he got to the line nine times, hit all of his free throws flirted with the triple double had eight rebounds and nine assists did have seven turnovers, but eight rebounds, nine assists, 34 points. That'll do just fine, including the game winning basket, taking Kai Jones all the way to the hoop and Kai Jones flailing about midair. Like I thought I made it hard and at least was distracting, but Trey Jones had the focus and it was able to hit that shot. So eventually the Spurs would win. Um, some of the things I, I went back, watched this game, had some more time. So I was really trying to create some notes, write them down. So I don't forget as often we are disorganized on this podcast. I tried to clean it up just a little bit more. Um, But James Booknight, if you just want to go to the 11th overall pick before we move on in the next couple of segments. Don't don't tempt me.
0: Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. I I, I don't want to be the I was right guy (laughs) three games into summer league. Here's the
1: thing. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. You so badly want to be the I'm the right guy. Yes, you don't give us this. I don't want to be that dude. You do You. it is within you. You want to release and scream to the world. I am right. After two games that we've seen of James book Knight, and I'm a fan, but you are so ready to say we have got the star of the future.
0: I'm not even saying we got the star of the future. I'm not even going that far. I am just saying there was a whole list of draft order stuff. With James Book and who the guys that everybody wanted. And I was the only one that had Book Knight number one. And I was ridiculed. I was mocked. I was der- derided. <laughs> All of this. True. I was took a whole bunch it? of uh, darts and arrows and slings and everything. And you know what happened? He ended up a Charlotte Hornet. And you know what, Walker? I'm very happy about that. And I'm very happy he's doing well because I am this much closer to telling all of y'all. I told oh you my God. so.
1: We're, we're, so you're making Hornets fans pull against him, Nada. That's what you're doing. No, I'm not. You're not helping anybody. You are going to make us all hope that you're wrong enough to where we have to pull against the 11th overall pick. Um, but he was very good in this game, right? I mean... 23 points for him and he started off really slow. I was wondering if there was any effects of him being shook still from Davion Mitchell. And then once he realized, Oh wait, this is San Antonio Spurs team. It's not the Kings team. I don't have to worry about Davion anymore. Then he went off 23 points, 11 of 23 from the field only hit one three pointer. He took four of them, but all of that It was really nice attacking the rim, started to finish at the basket and he missed some bunnies and just shots that he usually hits at the rim. Uh, at the beginning of the game, but then he started to finish nicely, get there. Uh, That guy just gets to the rim at will, man. I, I, that that's, what's excellent about his game. And that was true at UConn. We need to see the shot come around. Hadn't had a ton of evidence of that in summer league, but the dude just knows how to get to the hoop and he hits those shots. And he did after the initial struggle, but the number one thing about him, the eight assists, the zero turnovers Yeah. He looked like he was playing with his brain out there, Nada. Like, it just, he knew when to attack. He was reading the gaps. There's one play, and I'm trying to go to my notes here. There's one play James Booknight driving to get the Charlotte Hornets to 64. He rejected a screen from AK, and he got to Scotty Lewis in the corner. And so when he's driving, he looks that way to Scotty Lewis. He freezes the defender, sends him out there, and then once that happens, he forces the defender to go up. The lane is wide open, and then he just has a wide open layup. And that's all by him setting himself up on a drive, rejecting the screen from Kubolka. I thought that was just a real heady play to create some space for himself. And you could see him also really facilitate at a nice level. That angle to show the full court pass between three dudes to Scotty Lewis, uh, just an excellent fireball down the court and it led to an easy bucket. I'm uh, really impressed with Booknight certainly after the first quarter.
0: Look, Mitch Kupchak did say before this entire summer league that they were looking to see what Booknight could do as a playmaker. And thus far, Book Knight might be the best playmaker on the summer league roster. I didn't see that coming. Walker, did you see that coming? Cuz
1: I, I mean, if you were to tell me that the roster would include who it does, then okay, I could see that point taken though. Like it's it just, you didn't expect it to be this level, right? Like book Knight hadn't shown that kind of ability at UConn. And I think we were all cognizant of the Huskies not being a good basketball team and how he had to take over. That was always a part of the discourse. But we never, we just never saw it, and therefore it's hard to project. No, this guy is going to be an amazing playmaker. Like, I mean, even even for guys like Malik coming out of mm-hmm. college, right? For Malik Monk, I always thought, oh yeah, that dude is a really good passer, even if his primary uh, role is to score. Like you could see it there, and, and James Booknight had some. But I, I never you just never knew how plentiful it could be. But yeah, and, and look, it's still just a summer league game. but th- but you can expect this stuff to project a little more. Like yeah, it, it was awesome to see, not I really not was. Like, like
0: this is, again, Summer League breeds r- just ruthless optimism that will eventually be crushed by the regular season. And we understand that. But <laughs> but at this point, it's okay to be optimistic about what book Knight can do because it's Absolutely. only a matter of time before you start imagining what he's going to do with people that one can actually shoot two can actually set up plays for him. Instead that, that multiple playmaker thing is a very big thing about what James, James Brigo likes to do. And having another guy that can make plays for other people is just going to make this offense home that much better. Like, I'm not saying that James Booknight may be the reason Terry Rozier is not here in a year, but I wouldn't be, I, again, I feel a little bit like more towards that lane than I did, I don't know, about 36 hours ago.
1: Yeah, you're right, Nada. We got to see what he does in the regular season. But also, like, you're right in the fact that all we can do is relay the information what we see from our eyeballs and tell everybody what we think in summer league i hate speaking under all of these caveats, everybody watching down, trying to police the summer league takes. If you want to say that James book Knight is going to be this all-star. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Like if you feel that strongly, then, then cool. But also I hate saying, Hey, I know it's only summer league. I, I need to get this out of the way, but I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. Like I just don't like the policing of all of that. I mean, we know it's summer league, right? You know, like, and, I, and I agree with you on that. We've got, we've got three games from book night. We've got two really good ones that this last one was awesome that he played against the Spurs, especially the last three quarters. And there was the one game he got locked up by Davion Mitchell. It, he looked uncomfortable, um, but all we can do is talk about what we've seen from him in summer league and then we'll see what happens in the regular season but the the caveats of like talking about training camp hey i really like terris marshall that That dude has been awesome in training camp i think he's going to be a decent part of this carolina panthers offense you know could be wrong but i'm just relaying the information that i see anyways that's just my like every year we do this right hey chill you know, Summer League is, yeah. you know, yeah, it, and there's some truth to it, but it's just, God, that the policing of it. It's like there are people, there are bots almost out there, the Summer League bots. It's almost like, hey,
0: chill. Of course I Chill are.
1: out on it. So it just makes things less fun.
0: I, I get, like, I get it. I get it to an extent. And I just want to enjoy some portion of the Summer League, like Kai Jones. And, and we can talk about Kai Jones, but... We've seen Kai Jones. Yeah, I want to talk about him next, for sure. He's good at at one thing. He's good at one and one thing only. But that one thing is very, very exciting. And once he gets better at the other stuff, you see that one thing being very, 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 very good. So I want to embrace the excitement because, you know what, it's not often that you can say the Charlotte Hornets are full of hope and full of expectations and full of being basically – we're still, te- really, if you think about it, not supposed to be here in terms of all of this. Like, even though they're saying, we hope for playoffs, there's playoff expectations. This could all fall apart, and who knows? This team is still not expected to be here to have two guys, at least at least two guys or three guys, that figure to play decent portions of the rotation, like, play factors in, decent, in a decent amount of these, por- like, there's a lot of this that really shouldn't still be happening, but yet it might. And that's kind of exciting. All right, We're
1: way fall. past due. It's my own fault. But hey, if we're only going to go to three days the mm-hmm. next week and then beyond that, we'll give you a long podcast and we'll be fine with it. By the way, I like how I contradict myself making fun of you for wanting to pound mm-hmm. your chest about James Booknight in your rightness after three games. I was going to that one alone. And then here I am trying to police it. That's the that's the part of playing both roles, man. You know, what a joke on you. It, the thing is, I didn't mm-hmm. want you to be right. And so you can understand me trying to weasel my way out of that, saying, hey, yes, when, when it's you trying to pound your chest and be right, I'm going to alter my morals enough for you to stop that. Um, Nada, what about sweat block <laughs> is so awesome. You talked about it yesterday. Tell the people why yeah. it's so great again.
0: So there are a few things in life, Walker, that we just know that, Just not fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's kind of embarrassing. Some of you know that I've personally dealt with this. When I speak in public or I do some other things, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. It's kind of embarrassing. I do it a lot when I'm – again, it's the best part about doing this podcast. Walker can't see me sweat (laughs) 90% of the time. And that's really awesome. But nobody likes to pit out during an important, like, podcast or something like that, especially when we're doing our after-school specials. (laughs) And God forbid, I'd rather not worry about it. And that's why I'm using SweatBlock right now. SweatBlock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. Next thing you do, you don't have to worry about it for a couple of days. I know this is gonna to sound too good to be true, but I've only had to use sweatblock once or twice during the week, maybe even a third time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on what one will hide the sweat better. If you love, if someone you know or love is dealing with this, trust me, Christmas is coming up. Again, school's coming up, office meetings are coming back up. You're gonna want, they're gonna thank you for this. So get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Tell them I sent you. Tell them not to send you. <laughs> or at Amazon or CVS. That's,
1: why haven't you been I, doing all these reads this what? entire time? You tell tell them not to you. All right, we gotta go to break. Sweatblock is great. Built bar is great. We're gonna talk to you about both of them. And Kai Jones, more Summer League analysis coming up next. This is locked on Hornets.
0: right then i felt like i had some synergy with mitch and i felt like you know what i'm in these guys heads i understand i talk i listen i did all the right things and then did you what
1: voices were you listening to were you listening to the voices deep within your head saying this is what i think mitch is going to do and then you just regurgitated that back onto twitter
0: that's what i always do it's time for more of the locked on
1: hornets podcast we know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. We've talked about the staples so many times. Cherry barcia, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream. They're all covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and they're easy to chew. Plus they're healthy. They're high in protein. They're high in fiber. Yet at the same time, they're low in calories and they're low in sugar. Go to BiltBar.com right now. I'm telling you. You want to order either the mix box, so you can get a whole bunch of different flavors, or maybe you got something that is your particular bag. And if that's the case, that's absolutely fine. What's crazy is that we have these two products, and we are gracious that they actually send us these products to use, and Mm -hmm. they are amazing. I, I mean, the fact that we generally and genuinely all of us at Locked On love these Built Bars. And now Sweat Block is going into that tier one along with it. We've got some great partners with this Locked On Podcast Network. Go to com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code uh, LOCKED15 for 15% off
0: at builtbar.com All right, let's go to... Go. Wait, wait. Before before we mm-hmm. move on, though, Walker, shout out to Built Bar for support. Again, you saw that there's... They're oh, that's right. right. I
1: mean... I Our partners are amazing. Shout out to them. So yeah, they're funding walk-ons at BYU because it's Utah-based. This this company is, and so I believe there was like thirty-six. Is that right? Thirty-six walk-on scholarships that they're going to be paying for. So that's who we partner with. We partner with those kinds of people. Not only is their product fantastic, but they're good people as well that are going to be funding BYU scholarships, um, or just even walk on payments. So excellent to see that from built bar, go there right now, BuiltBar.com. Uh, really cool to see all of that. All right. Let's talk about Kai Jones because that guy is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I tweeted out yesterday. He's not just a roller coaster. He's the wooden coaster that rattles your head back and forth on the turns. It's not very smooth. You're having a good time. You're screaming. Sometimes you're screaming for joy. Sometimes you're screaming because you're legitimately scared the thing is going to fly off, and then you'll come to your death, Final Destination style. But at the end, you somehow want to do it again. Hey, I want to ride, a, ride a, one more time. Just give me one more. That's all I need. That's Kai Jones. Um, I mean, the dunks from him are crazy. Sports center is going to have a field day with the highlights from not only him, not only Miles Bridges, but also LaMelo ball. Like we've got three exciting players, at least in some instances, and we saw a couple of those uh, nice plays from him yesterday. So uh, a couple of things here, not one. I want to go to his layup and his dunk off of the drive. He did show a nice change of direction on his layup in the first play in transition, and he got his dunk the same way. Yes. So he gets a lead pass. He immediately plants his foot in the ground and as soon as he catches it, doesn't waste any time, immediately goes to his right and he catches both of these basketballs at the same spot of the floor. Um, And then he goes in, lays it up one time, then he goes in and then gives you the dunk that SportsCenter gives a shout out to. I'm hoping when he plays against bigger people in the league that he will have that ability to make the decision to dish it off. A carry was there for one of those plays and so maybe that'll happen. Um, I think Trey Jones or so, a, a small was on him when he was down there in the paint. So he just decided to dunk it, which that's totally fine. Um, it's actually it's encouraged. Mm-hmm. It's great. I just wonder if he'll have the ability to dish it off and, and have the wherewithal as he gets more experience. Um, but maybe sometimes he just doesn't because he's freaky. He's a pogo stick and he can just dunk it on everybody. Either way, they just don't make him like that, man. six eleven to put the ball on the floor no. like that showed a nice change of direction immediately with the basketball in his hands. That's how he got couple of buckets those are some of the The positives
0: and this goes into the one thing i was referring to previously is when he doesn't have to think he makes plays when everything is instinctual with this kid he will make a play because physically and athletically he is more gifted than you if if the play comes down to that i do not worry one bit about it the problem is Once he has to think, everything slows down. And I, again, I am one of those that has said, I don't think he helps you this year. I am willing to come back a little bit off of that. I don't think he helps you before January. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to come on late and is going to provide some sort of just boost in the second half of the season. The only question I have with a guy like that at this point is how how much can he learn and how fast can he learn? Because I do think there is a position waiting there for him this year. I don't think it's center. I think it's at the four. But I do think that athletically he's gifted enough to – contribute this year. I just want to see how he does it. Yeah, there's
1: still a lot of problems with this game, man. You know, there, there really is. And you could see it on display in this game against the Spurs. I, again, I'm all here for the dunks. They're fun as hell. Him attacking. He had a putback dunk. That was awesome. But his defense, there are still a lot of flaws. You know, he had one shot where he just kind of pulled up, didn't see a lane for him to drive, didn't look to move the ball, and so he just forced up a shot from three. Of course, it didn't go in, just a bad shot. You know, it's fine. Summer League, who cares? Um, But that's the kind of stuff that you need to work on. Defensively, there was a closeout that was really awful. It came in the first quarter. Kuboka had to help. And if the offensive player made a better read, then that's an easy slip pass to a slam. In the end, they still are able to score. And it was a bad closeout after Kai Jones came in to help inside. And then he opens up his hips way too much. He just doesn't Uh beat his guy to the spot. And he's got the athleticism, you know, and he was switched on to Trey Jones a million times in this game, but in one in one play, switched on to Trey Jones in the corner. He and Vernon Carey were on the perimeter. Trey drives right by him for the reverse. And it's because Kai opens up his hips immediately. Um, I don't think he moves his feet well along the perimeter defensively right now at all just doesn't get in position like he should and there was a bucket to put the spurs up 97 97 95 and that was kai doing a good job of switching like he picks it up but then he just opens up his hips way too much and gets beat and eventually there's just another score inside like that's the kind of thing that he needs to fix and if he can and i i mean i think he can if he will then it's going to be really hard to drive by him, especially with his length in order to even make up for some of the times that players are inevitably going to drive by him. But right now summer league players are getting by him. He's opening up his hips, Guys are getting to the basket, and then they're either, they're either finishing or making the defense scramble because he's out of position. And, and those are the kinds of things, along with the rotations, the bad closeouts. I mean, the effort's all there, right? Like, he's just, he's, yeah. you know, he's the baby deer that he's – I shouldn't even say that because he's not awkward. He's just 100% motor is completely there. He's just not making the right decisions, and hopefully that comes with time.
0: But also, this is why I think he – I think he has to spend the first little bit in Greensboro. Maybe he grows into a position of okay, the, he can learn, he's learned enough about the basketball side of <laughs> stuff and everything else like that. And he gets physically and athletically a little bit better with the weight training program that they're going to start him on as soon as he gets back to Charlotte. My whole question about this and about him is does it benefit him more long term? To put him on that Greensboro plan of, you know what it is, practice in Charlotte with everybody else, take what he's learned and put it in Greensboro, and then keep doing that for the first couple of months. And then January, let's reevaluate it. Let's, let's give him a couple of games here and there. And then February, let's see where he is there. He's going to help. He can help you this year. It's a, a lot of it's just got to be about thinking the game through. And I'm not sure it's fair to ask him to do that. At the NBA level and rather just do that at the at, at the G League level, because I feel like it makes a little bit more. sense. Well, to that's
1: that the way. thing, man, like if he's having these problems again, it's so early, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen, but just right now at the summer league level where there are plenty of guys that are, that he's running with out there that aren't going to sniff a roster, you know, at, at bat, you know, the, the more successful players on these rosters are going to get two way contracts. You know, they're going to be at the, at the end of the yes. bench and the guys that are the most successful are the first round picks that are clearly going to get a roster spot because teams pick them for a reason. Um, but once you get to the NBA and the eighth guy <laughs> that comes into the game is dope as hell uh, that they're just too smart. You know, NBA players are just too smart, yeah. and right now, Kai just isn't there, and that's okay. It's very much okay, but he's just not there right now, and I think that's some of the problems. So, we talked about James Booknight. We talked about Kai Jones. Um, Man, he is exciting as hell, though. I mean, that that dude's he crazy. Is, uh, he
0: is very That
1: dude's exciting. crazy, Nada. Either way. All right, we'll take uh, one more break. We got one more segment to go. We'll come back. We'll kind of finish up with some second-round player analysis, some of the other summer league pickups, and uh, we'll also... Um, discuss the San Antonio Spurs and some other things that we've noticed in summer league. It's coming up next on the On Hornets podcast.
0: This is
1: Locked on Hornets.
0: Did you just we got food at home Alperin Sengun. You literally just we we're got not
1: food. going to McDonald's not We a, we, we do. right look i eddie murphy out here I'm, i'm eddie murphy right now okay i'm telling you we're gonna chop up the green peppers we're gonna put it in the hamburger meat and it's gonna be good enough it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Did you check out the Field of Dreams game last night, Nada?
0: I didn't. I, I Honestly, the thing was like, I don't, you know, again, anyone that's listened to this podcast over the last year knows I don't do nostalgia. I, even though I am a Yankee fan, I really didn't care to watch a baseball game in the cornfield. I'm sorry.
1: No, I thought it was really cool. And I'm not even the biggest field of dreams fan. You know, I, I'm not going to, it's
0: baseball Hoosiers.
1: Yeah, it so is. And so (laughs) Nada. there's a little bit of this that makes me want to just dip my toe in the afternoon after school, special water, like just, just a little, I mean, I don't know, just. I don't know if I'm trying too hard to stretch it there, but Field of Dreams, it's a very—I feel like it's a very white movie, right? Um, yes, it's yes basket, it is. It is. It is. It is baseball Hoosiers. You're right about that, and baseball has always been a sport that hasn't necessarily embraced diversity, despite it being infiltrated so much
0: by. I mean they're working with barstool. They're going to have barstool broadcasting games. I think that that your point is made.
1: And the and this goes, you know, embracing field of dreams kind of goes the opposite way where there are guys talked about like Ty Cobb, you know, I mean, you know like just, you know, who and we all know baseball players back then a ton of them were racist as hell and now here we, and that's that's why I kind of love too. It's like Tim Anderson. Tim, the loudest dude out there. Who is sitting there, it, it hits a walk-off home run at the end of it. I loved that. Like <laughs> I, love, I love that that guy hits the walk-off home run compared to any other player for the Chicago White Sox or the New York Yankees. Either way, look, it was a lot of fun, man. That game was as exciting was. as hell. I like the cornfield uh, baseball field. I loved all of that, but I could see how there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance there, just a little bit. Anyway. Um, yeah. Don't want to dive too much into it. Let's get to more Summer League games. Uh, Vernon Carey, right? So, Vernon Carey, Nada, you and I have talked about maybe he could get some minutes this season. Oh, um, and he didn't play the second game. Uh, did play the first, did play the third. Here's what I have on Vernon Carey. I think his defensive issues aren't that he's making wrong decisions. I think it's all about athleticism for him. You know that, That's just the kind of guy that he is. I, I think he's in the right spot. There was a pick and roll that I thought he was in the right spot for later in that game. Um, I think that you know he is making the right rotations. It's just when you see him get beat or maybe you don't see him contest at the rim... There's just the athleticism limitation for him, but I do think he's in the right spot. And uh, and offensively, we that guy's skilled. You know, that's yeah. just extremely skilled. The fadeaway jumper, the move that he had early on in this contest, I thought was awesome. And also, here's another thing. He ran a stagger for James Booknight. It was Kai Jones first, and then it was Vernon Carey second. And because he dives so hard, Booknight gets to the rim, um, and then he misses it. Doesn't finish, but Kerry was there for the follow. And I think Vernon Carey cutting that hard was able to open some things up. And I think there was one cut earlier in the game where he doesn't go to the basket all that fast, no emphasis. And I think that actually kind of limits the offense on that half court possession. But if Vernon Carey plays hard, um, you know, look, I, I think that he's a guy that should actually see the floor a little this year. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of a fan of Vernon Carey. I think there's really? some nice things to work with. Yeah, I, really? I am.
0: Really? I am surprised to hear you say that because I I went back and looked specific. There were some portions I did look specifically for Carrie because at this point, I feel like it's fairly safe to say Nick Richards is on thin ice with this roster. Oh, for sure. I feel fairly confident in saying that. I really need Vernon Carrie to step up because if Carrie doesn't play well, we're probably seeing biz in training camp. I feel kind of confident <laughs> oh, about <no>. saying that. <laughs> yeah, it, like like I don't. The thing is, with at least a lot of this right now, I don't feel confident in the centers that they've brought in. I don't think Kai Jones can play center yet. I don't physically. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think it's fair to ask him to
1: put. Oh, I I think it's there. more mentally than than physically for Kai. But yeah, point proven either way.
0: Yeah, I do wonder per se about. Like, I just wonder, you can't, and I don't think you can throw P.J. Washington as the backup center this year. Like, I am, I I, I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that feels like that's putting a lot on a guy that, that, that they're expecting to have a big jump this year. I think if you put, the big thing about why Miles Bridges worked was that they gave him one thing, one thing only to focus on. If that center, okay. But I'm pretty sure they're going to be focusing on multiple positions. I want P.J. to focus on one thing, one thing only, and let's grow from there. Because as we've seen over and over, we saw it with Miles last year. You give them too much, you scale it back, and then you focus on what they can actually do. And then they end up being better for it in the long run. I And this goes just back to Vernon Carey. If they can focus on just getting him to be in the spot and try to negate as much of his physical limitations as possible, I think it's possible that this works. I hope it works because, again, I don't think you can go into training camp with Richards and Carey and expect there to be any kind of success going forward with this team. One of them has to be able to soak up a little bit of minutes to take some of the physical wear and tear of playing center off of PJ Washington this year.
1: And, and that's, that's fine. Like the, the, the argument against PJ Washington playing all that much center is the, the body blows. Okay. Because if, if it's all about just not liking the product with him there, that's where I have the disconnect with people. But if it's about trying to save them, then okay, I understand that. I understand that there is some value in that for sure. I understand that that's, uh, that's something you would like to do. But I like P.J. Washington at the center. We've talked about that kind of lineup, and I like the way that works. It's going to be Mason, too, right? So Mason Plumlee, he he's going to start. You know The way James Borrego talks, the way that you looked at how this roster was able to shape up after that, I think Mason is going to start at the five. Um, and then we'll see about Vernon Carey. I'm totally with you on Nick Richards. like that. You just don't see anyone talking about Nick Richards in any glowing way. You know, it it, Hornets Twitter, like he's such an afterthought compared to everybody else. I mean, even Vernon Carey, even people that are out on him, you know, (laughs) like,
0: Vernon Carey put up 25, like, right. Like there's
1: something that he's bringing you. I just, I just don't see anything that Nick Richards is providing you. That's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can see how he works out certainly this year and maybe even beyond. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Vernon. I just think there, there are some things to like, um, all right, let's move on to one other player before we end it today. I know we're going Mm -hmm. long, but again, Um, we're going to three days a week next week. So we'll save some time there. JT Thor. Um, I, I really like what he can be loved that pick at 37. Some of the observations yesterday late to rotate quite a bit, but again, young as hell, not as much time with everyone too. And I think that's something you need to keep in mind because of the way that that trade wasn't as official or wasn't official, um, until a little bit later when the team was able to get together, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Also, you'd look at just one of these plays. I thought his flush early in the fourth quarter, it all, it all comes because we's camp was just ball watching. So AK gets it at the top of the key. He rejects the screen, which is kind of funny to me. It's like, oh no, I'm, I'm athletic enough to reject the screen (laughs) anyways. uh, And then, but, but he does. And then he has this nice pass to JT Thor all alone. As he cuts weak side didn't do, we's camp any favors, you know, by not being, or by being so close to the corner. But Wieskamp just left Thor and then he gets that dunk there. Um, but overall, you can see the athleticism. You know, I think there was one possession where there was a nice sequence um, defensively, also had a nice pass, then a finish there. So, you know, look, plenty of ability with JT Thor. We know about the touch from him. Uh, I think that shot looks just fine, considering all of his athletic tools also. Um, really excited to see what his future brings. He's not a guy that's going to get playing time this year. That's way Okay. Um, if yep. we're having this conversation about Kai Jones, we're certainly having this about JT Thor as well. But I'm really excited to see what his future holds.
0: Look, I like the fact that it's another long, athletic, switchy guy that can possibly hit jump shots like they, Mitch and Mitch came into this thing with a plan, came into this draft with a plan. We're getting big guys that can move their feet and switch after last year, taking two guys in Carrie and Richards that can't necessarily really move their feet all that well. So it, I, I do like that. It's a nice little pivot from what they did last year. I think Thor is going to be very, very, very entertaining in Greensboro this year. And I don't, ex- he's the one guy that I would tell you, do not expect him to help you. Him and Scotty Lewis do not expect them to help you, but they're one of those guys like come next year are going to be pushing for roster spots. And it's, the thing that comes to mind, honestly, Walker, is there's you could have legitimate debates about who gets the two way spots on this roster this year. When's the last time you could say there were worthwhile debates to be had about who gets roster spot 14, 15, 16, and the two way slots? Yeah, I can't as far remember.
1: as like any player that matters, you're, yes. you're totally right about that. Like, I mean, it might have been a close contest, but as far as anybody that matters, towards the future of oh there might actually be something compelling here yeah i mean that you you've been able to add some talent to this team to where those spots matter and i get let, let's finish on this um, it's why it's going to be hard for Le'Angelo ball to make this roster <laughs> i mean I, uh, what are your thoughts on jello
0: i think he's got, i think he's going to get he's going to make this roster it's a matter of how and it's a matter of who. Granted, the Hornets are at sixteen uh, at sixteen full time roster slots. Technically, they don't have to do anything about that until a certain point in training camp. So they got a month to, to figure all that out. I would not be surprised to see a trade. I would, but at the same time, you're talking about now you have Scotty Lewis, Arnoldus Kubolka, on two are the two two way deals. Leangelo's going to get a shot somewhere. He shoots entirely too well. Six, four guys that shoot threes at a 40% clip if he continues to shoot the way he shoots. Like, you can't not have that on a roster, especially one that lacks the three point shooting that it does right now.
1: Yeah, I'm not putting him on the roster. I don't think the shooting has been good enough to justify everything else that comes with it. And then if you look at the, let's just look at the depth chart, right? So the guys that are going to make the team, let's just go through this quickly. I keep saying that and I don't mean it. Mm-hmm. Apparently LaMelo ball, Terry yes. Rozier, Gordon yes. Hayward, miles yes. bridges, yes. probably Mason Plumley. Like that's your starting yes. five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Your backup point guard is going to be Ish Smith. That's six. Mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre, PJ Washington are bona fide mm-hmm. dudes that are going to get significant minutes. That's eight players that we've gone through. Yes. Now you have your eleventh overall pick from this year. That's James Booknight. Booknight that's nine yeah. players. Kai Jones, even if he plays in Greensboro, he's going to get a roster spot. He's, so he's
0: going to get a full time roster spot. Yeah, we agree there.
1: That's ten. Jalen McDaniels, don't even play with me. That's 11. <laughs> then we've got other guys that you have to consider like JT Thor. Yo, know, JT Thor, I would keep way more. Um Wes Awundu who you just traded for. So yes. that's 13. You know, we were talking about Cody Martin yesterday as if that's going to be any kind of battle between like I don't even know if Cody Martin's going to make the team. I mean, you know so if, if you think Cody Martin likes so that's 14 considering I think Cody, Cody
0: Mar- I think the winner of Cody Martin Wesley Wundu stays so that's that's a battle I think you, I think you have to combine those two spots whomever is the better player out of camp is going to get that spot
1: all right so that's 14 and then you've got Arnoldus Kuboka. Who's, who's better than Leangelo and I think can shoot better than Leangelo you know that's five. So that that's fifteen, and then you know the other guys that you're talking about are Scotty Lewis, who is your second round pick.
0: Did we even you, get in the carry? we Richardson? didn't even get
1: to Vernon Carey. We didn't even get to a Nick Richards. We didn't get to um, you know your Scotty Lewis. Like that's the thing. Like who are you keeping over any of those players that I just mentioned?
0: May I, I would say we have to start thinking about the. We just have to start thinking about this as position battles at this point. I do think that there is a potential for again the Wesselbundu Cody Martin is going to be a battle for a roster spot. Let's not get that twisted. Um, I do think Book Knight is going to make that decision a little bit easier. And, and again, we could there's there's a chance we, both of those guys could be gone because Book Knight plays that well early. I do wonder a little bit about. If they just keep Kobolka on that two-way deal, which means he's a he, he doesn't necessarily have to be a part of the fifteen, he's just on the two. Again, he's sixteen or seventeen. I don't think they're moving Scotty Lewis. I do not. And I whoa, well, oh, that's
1: the kind of guy, right? Like it's it's know? Nick Richards and, and Scotty that you're kind of talking about, along with the Cody Martin. If you want to cut him yeah. or a Wes, like. It's just, and all of those guys I would I would choose over Leangelo and, and look, and here's what I'll say. Leangelo has absolutely outperformed my expectations. I came in yes. with zero. I thought he was only here because his last name was Ball. And I will give a tip of the cap. The dude shot better. He's running everywhere on offense. And you know what? Hey, that was, and that shot yesterday, yeah. Mad love for that. That was sick. That the hot potato overhead side b- line out of bounds play. That was awesome. Um, it's just not enough for me to give him a roster spot. It's going to be tough. Uh,
0: again, I guess that's where I would disagree. This is where I'm saying I'm not saying you give him a full on roster spot. What I am saying is if you converted one of the two contract two way contracts like a Cobolka or a Scotty Lewis and it would most likely be Kobolka. And if that's the case, most likely that means that McDaniel's has moved on by trade. Keyword by trade, not by release. By trade, <laughs> um, and I would honestly say the way that the only way that I, the only way that Lamelo Ball makes this roster is on a two way deal. I don't think he's good enough for a roster spot. I do think that his shot is worth developing. And as a 6'4 shooter, those guys kind of you kind of need those guys around. So I. I, I really do think he makes this roster, but it's only in, in one way and one way only. And you're right. There are a lot of guys that can that can be ahead of him. I don't think Grant Riller has a shot of making this team. He's been bad. And, 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 I, and I feel bad for him. And, and I feel bad for Riller because I don't think he was put in the best position to succeed. And I think he's more of a two guard than a, than a point guard. And I compared him once to Jeremy Lynn. Clearly, I was very, very wrong. I think he's got he's got to figure he's got to go in the lab and figure out what he's gonna be. And that's one guy that I thought would be a lot more competitive in terms of earning a spot. The hornets waved him before this even started. The hornets look very, 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 very smarter than I do at this point with that
1: <laughs> for waving him. Um, yeah, all right. Long pod. Thank you for bearing it out with us. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. We actually need to talk about Arnold Escubo a little bit more, but we'll do that next week. Thanks again to Bill Bar for supporting the show. Thanks again for Sweatblock for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the On Podcast Network. And remember, we will be back with you next week. Not sure if it's going to be Monday or Tuesday. We're going to three times a week um, for the next month and a half or so, something like that before we then get back to you daily. Once the season and more content starts to show up, but until then have a great weekend and we'll see you sometime next week.